Introducing the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. With 25 million copies in print, learn how the Don't Sweat Wisdom can help you achieve greater mental health and better communication with your family, friends, and coworkers from a beloved teacher. Rediscover your passion, joy, and self-compassion to awaken your most vibrant life. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about what it means to be living on purpose and to be powered by your purpose. But before I begin, let's begin our episode with our golden pause. Let's take three really, really deep breaths, beginning by breathing in through your nose, breathing in sunlight to every cell of your being, and exhaling any tension, anxiety, any fear that's present. Breathe in love. Exhale fear. Breathe in gratitude. Letting go of anything that you don't need. Letting your body relax and sinking into that breath that gives us the ultimate golden pause for our day. The ultimate peace touchstone. No matter what kind of chaos is going on in your day, you can always return to this place of peace inside through your breath. And you can always return to greater presence as you open your eyes or you notice how much more grounded you feel in your body. Just know that there's no greater way to be engaged in your life than to be very present for every moment. So don't hesitate to take one of these golden pauses at any time. And just remember that it's just about tuning into that deep breath. All right, so do you realize that only one person of the population lives on purpose, meaning only 1% of the population really, really, really knows what their life purpose is and allows them allows their lives to be dictated by that life purpose. That's why I find this conversation so powerful is that I think I always had a sense of my life purpose from the time I was a child. I was always told by over and over again um, as a child that I would light up a room, that I was sunshine to people. And, you know, it's these things that you've heard throughout your lives from people about you. Sometimes other people see how we are and how we operate in the world in a more authentic way than sometimes we even feel we do in ourselves. And that's why so much of life is an inner inquiry and a process of self-discovery. Because as you do the inner work, then you know who you are. And that's a place where true self-confidence can emerge from, is really, really knowing who you are. But let's say for a moment, you know, you got out of college and you chose a career and you chose something based on its practicality, 
which is most of us, right? Like we, we really need to feed ourselves and we need to figure out how to pay for our apartment and pay for rent and build a life. And so we choose a career, not always based on what's filling our hearts and making hearts sing with passion. We choose it because it was necessity. So we've lived this life and we've, you know, created all sorts of good stuff and we've had a lot of twists and turns and been obstacles and we've been all sorts of growth and all sorts of learning and we've lived this life, but it hasn't necessarily been powered with passion or powered with purpose. So you may still be asking that stunning question that you asked when you were a child, what do I want to be when I grow up? If you're a parent, you might be asking, what do I want to be when my kids grow up? Because kids have taken you on a journey all of its own. Now, we often stand at this place where we just feel like there's something more. We feel like there's something missing in our lives. And oftentimes, if we can spend some time inquiring about what is our life purpose and find that overarching statement, like the canopy of a tree, or like the roots of the tree. Let's say your life purpose is you are rooted in your life purpose. Well, then that means that everything that you do in your life, every activity, every project, every goal that you have, every way that you express yourself, when you know what that statement is, when you know what your life purpose is, then it all grows from the roots of that tree. And the fruits of your labor are your legacy. The fruits of your labor are, are driven and powered with that sense of remembering why you came to this earth. Do you remember? Okay, so now I did a lot of work with Challenge Day leaders, Rich and Yvonne Dutra St. John. And so I did these different um, really intense workshops, and I, I definitely was able to define at some point that I knew I was an instrument of light. I knew that I lit people up. But as my life has unfolded, and you know, through Richard's passing and through a very deep awakening that I've had, I discovered a statement of my life purpose when I studied with Marsha Weeder at her Dream University Life Coach Certification Program. Now, the story behind that is that Marcia and I knew each other from a distance, but we got together um, more intimately at a Brendan Burchard Experts Academy, a workshop that we took together. And at the end of that workshop, she invited me as her guest to her last in-person training. And I thought, well, that'll be interesting. I, I was always game for, you know, wanting to see other people's work and I didn't anticipate that I would at all be interested in life coaching at that point. I really went just to see what the program looked like. And so I went through the whole week and I was really, it was a very powerful program. And what I gleaned mostly from that program was this statement of my life purpose. And I'm going to share that with you now so that you know what I'm talking about, this overarching theme. I, Christine Carlson, know that my life purpose is to be a divine instrument, a conduit of light and love of the divine. Conduit. 
and that I am here to inspire change, to inspire growth, and to inspire people to live richer, more fulfilling, more present, more compassionate, happy lives. So, but the overarching, the real statement in that is that I know that I'm an instrument of divine light and love to be played by the divine. So can you see as the roots of my tree how important that is? That I know that as a Nana, I'm an instrument of divine light and love. I know as a mother that's an, that that fulfills my life purpose. I know that this podcast fulfills my life purpose as an instrument of divine light and love. I know that my writing fulfills my life purpose. I know that my speaking fulfills my life purpose. I know that everything I do, whether it be go to the grocery store and have a conversation with somebody over the tomatoes or the clerk at the grocery store or any place I go, I know that I have this ability to fulfill my life purpose every moment of my day. And you will too as you go through the inner inquiry process of asking yourself to do the inner work, to do the inner inquiry into what is your life purpose. Now, I have a short list of a few ways you can do that. You can look to your friends to help you by asking your friends for three to five adjectives that describe you, like what what you bring to them in their lives. You can um, take a look at journaling. What would it be like to sit at your own memorial service? Like if at the end of your life, how do you want people to remember you? Journal about that. Discover what comes up for you. What do you want people to say about? And that's so profound because, you know, most of us live our lives in serious denial that we're ever going to die. But a lot of people live their life afraid of death too. And the reason that we fear death is not because we fear what's going to happen when we die. The reason that we fear death is that we fear that we're not really living. That there's something calling to us that hasn't yet been discovered or fulfilled. There's something missing from our lives. And the way to find out what's missing or or to live without that sense of what's missing is to really discover what your life purpose is. Now, I've had the great pleasure of spending quite a lot of time with my father-in-law this past year because of some tragic events that have happened in his life physically. Now, I want to share with you, my father-in-law was six feet, six inches tall, just as my husband was tall like his father and a specimen of a man. My father-in-law was also that specimen. He was a four-letterman athlete at Stanford. He was an athlete at Cal Berkeley when he transferred there. He, He was the Army physical fitness record holder in, I don't know, 1930-something. I mean, he was really an incredible man, athletic-wise. And here he is, he's 83 years old, and he's in a rehabilitation hospital. He broke one hip, and then months later broke his second hip, which never got rehabilitated because at the time of his 
rehabilitation. He had a stroke, a massive stroke that rendered him very unconscious for a long time. We, didn't, we thought we were going to lose him. And he had a feeding tube and a respirator, and, and I, didn't, I wasn't sure he was going to make it through. But he did. And he awoke, and he pulled his respirator out because he couldn't talk. And that wasn't going to work for him at all. But he's able to breathe on his own, but he hasn't had a meal in a year. He hasn't had one meal in a year. And he lays in a bed, and he can't walk, and he's doing everything he can to rehabilitate. He can use his right hand and his right arm. He can move his neck, and, and his short-term memory isn't as good as his long-term memory, but his long-term memory is excellent. And he's 95% blind. And you know what he said to me yesterday when I was visiting? And he said, Chris, I don't mind being blind. The alternative isn't so great. I don't mind laying here being blind. And I asked him, Don, do you know what your life purpose is to this day? And he said, you know what, I do. Whether he had, when his CEO days, where he ran a very, very large, successful company, or in his retired days, when he would just meet people in a coffee shop, or now, laying from his hospital bed, completely unable to take care of himself in any way, but still able to talk and able to relate. He said, my life purpose is the same today as it has been my entire life. He said, when somebody comes to visit me in this room or when I had coffee with somebody or I had a lunch meeting or I had an employee in my office, it was always the same. I wanted everyone who visited me to leave happier, to leave more inspired than they did when they arrived. The beauty of this is that you know, if you know what your life purpose is, and it's something like that, it's an overarching statement. It's a statement of remembering truly why you came to this earth, why you're here. Well, as long as you're able to fulfill that life purpose, guess what? You keep on living. And you keep on living with a modicum of joy. And my father-in-law breaks out into tears of laughter and he breaks out into tears of forgiveness and tears of joy in this state, this hospital bed. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that have all their faculties that are living life a lot less alive than he is. And you don't want to be one of those people. You want to really um, do the inquiry, do the inner work and find your calling in this world. Let's take that 1% up to 10%. Let's take it up to 50%. Can you imagine the world of joy we live in as people are living their life purpose? Oh, what a world it would be. Well, I'm going to end there, and I want to thank you so much for coming back to listen to this podcast. Come back again. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with New York Times best-selling author, Christine Carlson. Visit christinecarlson.com and learn about her brand new What Now program, a 10-week mentorship course guiding you to your most vibrant life.